My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in my backyard in front of a big fire that we built because I want to talk to you about being on fire. One of the fuels you need to stay on fire is generosity. The early church was generous. They generously gave, and because they were generous, God was generous with them. It's just a fact that when you give, it sets your heart ablaze. What does the Bible say about generosity? Are you generous? When you have a generous spirit, it literally fuels the spiritual flame in your heart. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I'm so glad you've turned on your TV or your device, and you've let me come right into your space. You know, it's a new week. Maybe you're facing something that you don't know how to deal with, or there's something on your schedule that you're not looking forward to, or maybe there's something on your heart you're believing for, or something that you're heavy about, and you need someone to pray with you. It's amazing to me that very often in the Christian community, people don't know who they can call on for prayer. Isn't that sad? Well, we're here. You can call on us. We would love for our phone to ring right now, and we'll pray with you about whatever you're facing in your schedule or whatever's on your heart or whatever you're believing for, and I guarantee you that when I tell you we'll pray, Denise and I and our team, we will really pray for you, and we'll keep praying until you get the victory in your life. We believe it's part of our God-given assignment to pray with people who contact us for prayer. So call us, and we'll go right to work praying with you for your victory. And I want to remind you that right now I'm offering you my brand new series called A Life Ablaze. Ten simple keys to living on fire for God. It's ten parts based on these programs. These programs are so packed, I know you can't get everything you're listening to in each program. You need to hear it over and over and over. And this will be a great series for you to share with a friend, or with a Bible study group. It comes in multiple formats. We're also offering you my brand new book. I really want you to have this book, and today it's free. Free! Today only. If you call tomorrow, it's not free. Just today, we're sowing this book into the life of anybody who contacts us. So call us, and we'll get it right in the mail to you. It is 448 pages. My friends, that's not a booklet. It is a serious book loaded with counsel and insight about what kind of spiritual fuels you need to inject into your spiritual fire so that your flame doesn't go out. And what I really love about this book is it's just so practical. It's very different from my other books, and it's my new most favorite book. So be sure to call right now, and we'll get it right in the mail to you, free today only. Also, for those who become partners with our ministry, where you always send them a book, to welcome them as partners into our family. This is not a way of getting people to become a partner. We have always sent these books to people who become partners. A partner is someone who sows financially regularly into our ministry to help us take the teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. We're making a difference in the lives of people. I wish you could see the emails, thousands. I wish you could see the letters that we receive from all over the world from people who are sitting in front of their TV and their device. They are famished, just famished for somebody to bring them the teaching of the Bible. And you and I together, can make a difference in their lives. Isn't that powerful that right from your house and right from my studio, we can touch people all over the world. Wow. 
But today I'm going to talk to you about how to be a life ablaze. And we're talking about the various fuels you need to add to your spiritual fire. If you want to keep burning, then you have to keep adding wood to the fire. Well, what is the fuel that you need to add to your spiritual fire? And so far, we've already seen several fuels you need to add to your fire. We've seen that you need to add the Word of God to your fire. You need to add the work prayer to your fire. The work of the Holy Spirit needs to be added to your fire. We've seen the role of worship. You need to add worship to your fire. And today we're going to look at the next fuel, and that fuel is the fuel of, are you ready? Generosity. Now, don't turn the TV off and say, oh, that's another message on giving. No, it's a message about fuel. You need this for your fire to keep burning for years and years to come. And I'm going to show this to you in Scripture today. So I hope you have your Bible. I have mine. So open your Bible. We're going to go to our anchor verse, which is in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, where we find that Timothy's fire was burning low. And because it was burning low, Paul said to him in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up, the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. And as we've seen in every program, these words, stir up, are a compound of the Greek word, anadzupereo. It's a compound of three words. The word ana means do it again, repeat the action. The word zao, which means to be alive or to be lively. And the word pur, which is the Greek word for fire. But when you compound the three into a single word, it means do whatever you have to do to put life back into your fire again. It can literally be translated to be enthusiastic or to be fervent, to be passionate, to be vigorous, to do something wholeheartedly or zealously. That already tells us you have to be very intentional about adding fuel to your spiritual fire. You have to do it zealously, enthusiastically, wholeheartedly, and it can be translated to rekindle or to stir back to life again. But today we're going to talk about the fuel of generosity. A heart that is on fire is a generous heart. I want to quote the words of the great songwriter Amy Carmichael. Listen to what she said. You can give without loving. That's true. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. I know from my own personal life, when I love someone, I give to them. I can't restrain myself. When I love someone, I want to be a blessing to them. And this is also true in our spiritual life. Jesus said this himself in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. Jesus said it like this. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's basically the same thing that Amy Carmichael said. You cannot love without giving. When you love someone, when your heart is in someone, you put your treasure in them. Where your treasure is... That's where your heart is. That's what Jesus said. So it's really not difficult to determine what a person loves. All you have to do is follow their money. Because where their heart is, that's where they put their treasure. And when you love the Lord, you give to the Lord. If you love your spouse, you give to your spouse. If you love your kids, you give to your kids. Where your heart is, that's where you put your attention. 
That's where you put your passion. That's where you put your money. That's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. Now, it's amazing to me, people get upset about this subject of money. Stephen Alford, the great theologian, said this, I'm convinced the devil has caused the subject of giving to stir up resistance and resentment among God's people more than any other subject. That's amazing. You know, in life, everybody's asking for money. If you go to the theater, before they will issue a ticket, guess what they ask you for? Money. If you go to the symphony, before they give you an admittance ticket, what do they ask you for? Money. And it's amazing to me when you go to our restaurant. Here you've had such a wonderful time. And how do you end your time in the restaurant? They bring you a bill and ask you for money. Everywhere you go, people are saying, money, 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 you have to pay for everything. So why would it surprise us that God would address the issue of money? Money is very important. Money is a revealer of the heart. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And in fact, the subject of money is so important that Jesus spoke about money more than any other single topic that he ever addressed during his ministry. That is just amazing to me. D.L. Moody said, when God gave Christ to the world, he gave the best he had, and he wants us to do the same. But I want us to go to a very familiar verse in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, which describes the healing and the delivering ministry of Jesus. You know this verse, but you're going to see something new in this verse today about Jesus' own generosity. Jesus was generous. And the reason Jesus was generous is because he was replicating the Father. If you look at the dealings of God with his people through all the ages, God has always been generous. My friend, we serve a very generous God. A very generous God. God is not stingy. God is very generous. And you're going to see today in Scripture, God is generous with those who are generous. He responds to us. He's generous with the generous. But because God is generous, it makes sense that Jesus would be generous because he is the image of the Father. And when you come to Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Well, most people, when they read this verse, they think it's talking about deliverance ministry or healing ministry, and it is. But let's look at it a little deeper. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Now, most people think the next statement is a clarification of doing good, but it's not. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Well, one day I decided to look up those words, doing good, and I was quite shocked. Because these words, doing good, in Greek, describe a philanthropist or a benefactor. Listen to this. One who financially supports charitable works. One who uses his financial resources to meet the needs of disadvantaged people. It is used in connection with the provision of food, clothes, or some other commodity associated with physical or material needs. In the same verse that discusses Jesus' healing and delivering ministry, it also discusses Jesus' ministry to meet the needs of people who were disadvantaged in some way. There was one part of Jesus' ministry that was philanthropic. He was a giver. We know Jesus had a lot of money available in his ministry. He had so much money available that he had a treasurer 
we read about this in John chapter 12 and verse 5. Mary came and she poured spikenard on Jesus' feet, which was very valuable. And Judas, who was Jesus' treasurer, said, Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? And you can infer from this that Jesus had a ministry to the poor. Of course, he preached good news to the poor. And now we know from Acts chapter 10, verse 38, in addition to supernaturally healing people's bodies, Jesus met the physical and tangible needs of people through a philanthropic part of his ministry, which means Jesus was generous. He used his funds to meet the needs of other people. He is the image of the Father. The Father is generous. So, of course, Jesus was going to be generous because he demonstrated the Father to us. That's amazing. But when you come to the New Testament, you find that generosity also flowed in the New Testament church. God is generous, and when God is working among people, guess what happened? Their hearts open, and when their hearts open, their wallets open, their purses open, and they begin to give. You begin to give when the fire of God is working in your heart because that fire makes you like God. But it's amazing, this triggers a cycle. And I'm going to show this to you in the scripture. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 43. It says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers, and fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. But then listen to verse 44 to 45. And all that believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. Or we find that when God's power erupted among them and set them on fire, they began to open their wallets and they began to open their pocketbooks. They were totally sold out to Jesus. It was as if they said, Lord, everything we have is yours. No hoarding back. No hanging on to what we have. Whatever we have, if you need it, Lord, it is yours. This is an evidence that a heart is really set on fire. Listen to Acts chapter 4, verse 31. You're going to see it again. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. Then look at the next verse. The next verse says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Or we find that when the Holy Spirit moved among them, instead of being stingy and hoarding their possessions, again they said, Lord, whatever we have, it's yours. That is an evidence that the fire of God is burning in a person's heart. Then when you come to Acts chapter 4, verses 33 to 35. Listen to this. It says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. And notice the result. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. Or we see again that when the fire of God was moving among them, their hearts began to open. They were so lit with the power of God and the fire of God. When their hearts opened, their wallets opened, their purses opened, they said, Lord, whatever we have, 
It's yours. We're not holding anything back. Well, I want to give you a testimony. Many years ago, Denise and I were a part of a very old denominational church. It was over 100 years old. And in its early history, God had really moved in that church. But over the years, it had become kind of traditional and rigid. But the pastor began preaching on giving. And at first, the people were not very receptive. But he kept saying, if you really love the Lord, it will be demonstrated in how you give. Where your treasure is demonstrates where your heart is. And finally, the church really began to hear the message. And they began to have a giving campaign in their church. And the people began to make sacrificial commitments. And the offerings were just amazing. It was an evidence that the fire of God was really catching in that hurt heart in that church. They opened their hearts. They begin to give into the work of God. They begin to demonstrate their love for Jesus. And guess what happened? It triggered something. A result came. Suddenly, the joy of the Spirit filled that church. Miracles filled that church. The altars were packed with people getting saved. I'm so thankful that I was there and witnessed what happened in that church. A church that was kind of stingy became generous. And when that church became generous, God got real generous with that church. He poured his spirit out upon that church. They reaped what they sowed right in front of their eyes. And friends, I want to tell you that when you are generous with God, God will get generous with you. This is what the scripture teaches. In Luke 6, verse 38, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Jesus said, your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap, the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, Paul said, He that sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. That is simply what the Bible says. That's what it says. Now, early in my personal life, I really struggled with giving because I didn't understand that if I gave, God would give back to me again. I was very stingy, and I didn't have a lot of blessings in my life. I had to renew my mind to the Word of God, what it says about giving. So if this is an area of struggle for you, I understand that. But my friend, when you begin to give, it brings fire into your heart. Your heart will follow your treasure. That's really what Jesus said. I like what the great preacher Charles Spurgeon said. In all my years of service to the Lord, I've discovered a truth that has never failed and has never been compromised. That truth is that it is beyond the realm of possibility that one has the ability to outgive God. Even if I give the whole of my worth to him, he will find a way to give it back to me even much more than I gave. That is just amazing. You know, a verse that people quote all the time, probably you have quoted it, is Philippians 4, verse 19, which says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Have you ever claimed that verse? But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Have you claimed that verse? Well, let me tell you, that verse is not for everyone. It's in the Bible, but it was only written to sacrificial givers. Paul was writing to the Philippians. The Philippians were people who were burning with the fire of God. 
They were the Macedonians that Paul wrote about in 2 Corinthians. They wanted to give. They were so on fire for God, they wanted to give. And my friend, when you give, it releases a cycle of God's abundance flowing back into your life, more fire flowing back into your life. They were givers. And because they had sacrificially given, Paul said to them, because of what you have done, now this is what God is going to do for you. My God is going to supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But listen to the RIV translation of this verse. Listen to this, and this is really a good translation. But my God will supply all your needs so completely that he will eliminate all your deficiencies. He will meet all your physical and tangible needs until you're so full you have no more capacity to hold anything else. He will supply all your needs until you're totally filled, packed full, and overflowing to the point of bursting at the seams and spilling over. It's powerful. Let me read it again. But my God will supply all your needs so completely that he will eliminate all your deficiencies. He will meet all your physical but tangible needs until you're so full you have no more capacity to hold anything else. He will supply all your needs until you're totally filled, packed full and overflowing to the point of bursting at the seams and spilling over. That is a promise made to the generous. That's not a promise to the stingy. It was written to the Philippians who were very generous with their finances. And the reason they were generous is because their heart was in the work of God. Their heart was in Christ. Their heart was in the church. And their treasure followed their heart. Jesus says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Matthew 6, 21. That is a biblical principle that cannot be denied. And when you give... It literally adds fuel to your spiritual fire. You come alive when you put your finances in the kingdom of God. If you need to stir your fire, give a sacrificial gift. It will ca cause your heart to go into the work of God like never before, and you will come aflame with the Spirit of God. I'm out of time, but I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you. Is the fire of the Holy Spirit burning in your heart as it burned earlier in your life? How do you stoke the embers of fire so that they begin to burn red hot in your heart again? How do you sustain that fire for the rest of your life? In the 10-part series, A Life Ablaze, Rick Renner will show you the fuels you need to stay spiritually ablaze and how to use them to stir your spiritual fire. In this 10-part series, you'll learn what is the real condition of your spiritual fire right now, what to do if your spiritual embers are about to go out, how to stoke the coals to get them burning again, what fuels you need to inject into your spiritual fire. Available in digital or physical format, starting at just $20, you'll learn how to reach inside yourself to stir up the fire of God that is in you. In addition to this teaching series, you can also receive the book, A Life Ablaze. In this powerful book, Rick lays out everything you need to live an intimate, uncompromising life and stay on fire with the Holy Spirit's power for years to come. You can do it, but you need to know how, and that is what you'll discover in this timely book. And today only, this book is available as our free gift to you. Just call the number on your screen or visit renner.org. Free today only, when you call or go online to request it. Get the book, A Life Ablaze, for free today, and don't miss this powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now, or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
Hey friend, this is Rick Renner, and I want to give you a report about our ministry expansion project. As I've told you, our ministry is literally bursting at the seams. People are responding to us from all over the world. They're tuning in and listening to our teaching on television, on YouTube, in all kinds of media, and they're reaching out to us for prayer and for resources. And because of that, we need a new facility in Tulsa to accommodate all the souls that God is bringing to us. And at the same time, we are constructing a brand new TV facility in Moscow because we have outgrown this space. Now we are doing five to seven live broadcasts a day and we simply need a new studio. So at one time, we need a new studio in Moscow. We need a new building in Tulsa and you have done so much to help us, but we still have a ways to go. So I'm asking you to continue to pray about being a part of the giving team to help us achieve this monumental victory in our lives. It's not about buildings. It's never about buildings, it's about people. The only reason we need the space is because God is graciously sending us people and he is entrusting us to minister to them and to respond to their needs. And I think you know that in our ministry, we're very serious about ministering to those who reach out to us. Every day I sit in this chair and I bring teaching to people that I believe they can trust. We're told in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21, that the lips of the righteous feed many. And I know that is my assignment from the Lord. And when you're a partner and when you're a part of the giving team to help us purchase the new building in Tulsa and to build the studio in Moscow together, we will bring teaching to people that they can trust and the word of God will change their lives. And I want to say thank you for your help. And if you've not helped us yet, would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help us achieve this monumental victory in our life. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Today, I've been talking about adding the fuel of generosity to your spiritual fire. I'm guaranteeing you, my friends, it will cause you to come aflame with the Spirit of God. Now, if you failed in this area in the past, don't get under condemnation about that. Condemnation doesn't help anybody to change. Just repent and say, hey, Lord, I'm going to put my finances into the kingdom of God to show you that's where my heart is. And God will respond to you. It will trigger fire in your heart and all kinds of heavenly blessings. It is just amazing. The Bible guarantees that it will happen. But right now I'm offering you my series, which is called A Life Ablaze, 10 parts. It comes in multiple formats. And today only, today only, my new book, 448 pages, A Life Ablaze, today only free. So if you call right now, we'll get it right in the mail to you. This is our gift to you. We believe in giving too. We want to be generous. We don't just teach this, we live this. We know that God will pour his blessings into our heart if we'll be good with others, if we'll be philanthropic like Jesus was, and God will do the same thing for you. But today, this is free. And for those who become partners with our ministry, we always send a package of books to initiate our partnership relationship. And I want to thank you for being a partner. Thank you so much. You're really important. You're making such a difference 
in the lives of people who are really crying for the teaching of the Bible. But let me pray for you. Father, we know that you are generous and we're supposed to be like you. And Father, give us generous hearts. And as we give, we pray, Lord, that the giving will set a fire in our hearts. It will set us ablaze. We thank you for this. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen. Remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, it says, Where the word of a king is, there is power. It's true. Let God's word work in you today, and I'll see you in the next program.